welcome again to uh, episode, I'm not sure which, of Lemon on the Edge, if we're still calling it that. Uh, we're finally joined today with my friend Brad Lowers. Brad, how you doing tonight? What's up, Lane? Oh, not much. Just uh, Trey talks some football. Got a lot of big trade deadline uh, acquisitions coming before the Tuesday 4 o'clock uh uh, what is that called? Deadline? Yeah. So the Tuesday 4 o'clock then we had about, what is it, three big wide receiver trades at the deadline and then another one a week before at, with Amari Cooper. Uh, so you've got Amari Cooper going to the Cowboys for a first-round pick. We've got Golden Tate going over to the Eagles, I think, for a fourth-round pick. Uh, we had Demarius Thomas and a seventh rounder going to the Texans and uh, for a fourth and a seventh rounder back to the Broncos. Um, and who was the other one? I think that was it. I think there was that only was it. Oh, uh, because it was Josh Gordon was the fourth, I think. So um, who do you think would be the, the, the biggest acquisition thus far in free agency Do you, uh, to make a, an impact on a contender? I mean, I, I really like the move by the Eagles to get Golden Tate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Alshon Jeffrey's been on and off the injury report. Um, they, they needed somebody. Aguilar would step up at times and then other times you would forget he was even on the team. Agreed. And, and Golden Tate has been pretty much as consistent as it gets. And that's huge for a young quarterback like Carson Wentz. I I really like it. I would agree. I would say I would almost compare um Aguilar and Golden Tate to be the same type of player. Uh, Aguilar obviously being the poor man's Golden Tate, um, but I think they they have a lot of similarities as far as possession receivers in the slot. Uh, they get the ball and have yards after the catch. A little bit more Golden Tate than Aguilar in that sense, but um, I agree with you. I think honestly the biggest acquisition as far as making an immediate impact, just because the Eagles, I mean they've been struggling on offense in my opinion. Uh, giving up the 17-point lead to my Panthers. Shout out to Ben Allen uh, for that loss. Uh, and then, I mean, they kind of allowed Jacksonville to stay in the game. It was pretty controlled, but they allowed him to stay in the game when Jacksonville's offense has been struggling very much. So I think those Eagles have been struggling. I think Golden Tate gives them a good boost in the right direction. I think they really need to get healthy at running back uh, to really contend in the NFC. But... I think the Marius Thomas to the Texans. Um, Will Fuller was a good uh, second receiver to Demer- uh, to Hopkins because he was opposite Hopkins. Hopkins can do anything. Fuller is kind of a burner. He goes downfield. Uh, they have Kiki QT, the fourth round pick from last year, which is a slot guy. I think the Marius Thomas fills in really well there. He can. I don't see a, a weakness in Demarius Thomas's game. I've seen him burn people. I've seen him catch 10 catches, get 10 receptions in a single game. Uh, I think Demarius Thomas is a very dynamic receiver that really fits into any offense. Um, I think that uh, with course, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Deshaun Watson throwing to him, it might be, uh, I think the Texans have just locked up that division. The Titans are not good. The Colts have a bad defense, which I think the Colts are still interesting to watch, but the Texans may have just locked up the division because their defense, as long as they stay healthy, they're always going to keep them into games. Uh, on top of that, I think their offense, Lamar Miller has really picked it up the last two weeks in particular. Uh, and then on top of that, just adding this, Will Fuller was a bummer. They had to place him on IR. Um, but I think Demarius Thomas, you come out and you feel better than you did the last week if you're the Texans. I can, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, them losing Fuller was huge, um, but getting Demarius Thomas is a, a great replacement. Uh, Fuller really stepped up. Um, uh, I had him in fantasy. I was a little bummed, but uh, 
Yeah, I like the move for the Texans. Um, they're really, I think that's got to be the most average division in football. Right, I would agree. That's the East. Yes, agreed, agreed. I think the Eagles are better than what it. they're saying. Than what, I'm sorry, than what they're playing. I think the Eagles are much better than what they're playing right now. But as of right now, um, we're, we're we're seeing we're going with what we're seeing. I think once we get to the end of the season, the Eagles will progress as the clear best team in the NFC East because the Redskins are doing. The Redskins are five and two with nobody on offense. Oh yeah. Like they've had so many injuries. Horrible. Horrible. So yeah, it's just I, like, I think that's eventually what's gonna cause them to fall apart is their inability to score. Uh they I mean they have a good defense and they got Clinton Dix. They're fine on defense. It's just gonna be whether or not they can score. Right. No, and, I would agree with that. Uh I think I honestly, really, I picked up Smallwood in my fantasy league. I thought Smallwood was going to come out and be the uh, every down back with Clement being the third down back. I think uh, with Ajaya being out for the year, I really thought they would develop into that, just playing Wendell Smallwood first, second down, and bringing out Clement for the third down reception. Uh, Clement, very good receiver out of the backfield. Um, but, yeah, I I kind of as it, uh, expected that to happen. It hasn't really um, but, you know, Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. He's going to carry them to wins, grind it out wins, albeit. But um, we're going to have to wait and see uh, when they can or whenever they play a, another really good opponent. Let's see who they play this week. They may be on a bye week. Yeah, they're I on a bye week this week. Bye, yeah, Philly's yeah, on a bye week coming off that London game. So we'll see um, coming up who they play it would be the cowboys which should be an easy victory i believe it's on sunday night football of course because they have to put the cowboys on every night game (laughs) but then they follow that with at the saints so i think that's 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 gonna be agreed agreed that's when we'll find out I like, I mean, another thing about the Golden Tate move is it shows me that the Eagles realize that their time to win is now. Their window is still open and that they need to take full advantage of it. It's kind of an aggressive move with Golden Tate being a free agent at the end of the year. But, I mean, if it wins you another Super Bowl, I mean, you can't complain. And are we really and agreed? And that's another thing I want to talk about. Where does Golden Tate go? Do you see a possibility of him re-signing here? A team that immediately just pops into my head is the Cowboys uh, as a free agent move. Him going there, um, him paired with Amari Cooper, that's a pretty sexy wide receiver core to start off with. Um, yeah, that's and you still have Cole Beasley there um, and whoever you decide to keep around. But that is one thing to look at. And uh, one of my buddies is a big Lions fan. First thing he saw, Golden Tate got traded. He was furious. Two hours later, he texted again. He said, you know what? Now that I've calmed down, I've thought about it. He's a free agent. He's 30 years old, um, 30 or 31, and he's going to want a long deal. Golden Tate's type wide receiver. He's reliable. He's proven he's reliable. He's not going to take a one-year deal. Uh, I think with Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones holding down that wide receiving core, they were they felt safe enough to uh, trade away. Clint, uh, I'm sorry, Golden Tate, get something out of him while you still have him, uh, so you can build in the draft and fill some other holes in your team. I think with Carryon Johnson coming along as a decent running back, uh, looks like he's promising might become uh, their lead back. I think that that really just gives you the flexibility as a Lions team that they haven't had since Barry Sanders. I'm not saying that you should compare these two players together. I'm just saying that he's shown the first 100-yard rusher since Reggie Bush like three years ago. So he's showing optimism. He's showing explosiveness, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, which is rare um, to have both explosiveness, explosiveness in both fields. Uh, and... I think with that, it gave Matt Patricia the comfortability to be able to feel like he could get something out of Golden Tate and still make something out of this year. 
And also, the if Golden Tate was to leave in free agency, the compensatory pick is most likely a fifth round, maybe a fourth if you're lucky. And they and they garnered a third by trading him. Oh, was it a third? It is a third. Nope, yeah, yeah, it is a third. Yeah, I see that right there. Yep. Yeah, so, exactly right. I, mean, I think I think that one is a true win-win for both sides. I agree. Uh, I think the Lions have a chance to actually contend in the NFC this year. I think there's a, probably a large group of teams, uh, especially considering the Eagles and the Packers getting off the slow starts, um, that are still in contention for the NFC. Uh, whenever you look at some teams that aren't contenders with bad records, but then you look at, I mean, the Vikings uh, just lost to the Saints, so they're at 500. The North is wide open. Yeah, the North is wide open. The East is wide open. The South is really a two-team race at this point with the Falcons struggling. Um, I thought I saw something pretty comical the other day saying that uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not want to trade Ryan Fitzpatrick because they were still in win-now mode. Um, I I think I saw that too. I did get a little chuckle out of that. I I I think Tampa Bay has some good players on their offensive roster. Defense is a little shaky, um, but their offensive roster has a lot of playmakers. But just to watch them play, whether it be the coaching staff or whoever you want to blame that on, um, they're not going to beat a team like the Panthers, the Saints, or the Falcons, even though the Falcons yeah. have a struggling and, record. And another thing, too, you don't know which which QB you're getting. You don't know if you're getting Fitzmagic or Pixpatrick. It's exactly. Just when you walk out there. Exactly. And it's that's – honestly, now we know why Fitzpatrick has not been on a franchise for the last 10 years straight because of that. Um, people, people tend to forget – the past when the future happens and because yeah, it wasn't too many years ago he threw what nearly 30 interceptions or something with the jets yeah exactly it wasn't too long ago not very long at all i mean the same guy the same beard, it was the same like everything three years ago or something like that two years ago agreed but, so otherwise as far as a non-wide receiver trade deadline uh headlines we have haha clint dick switching from the packers to the redskins um you being a packers fan how what is your initial reaction for that what, uh, explain to us a little bit the contract details with him and uh if you think it was a a fair trade for both sides i liked the trade he'd already said earlier this year he didn't see himself returning as a packer um he I believe the Redskins can pick up a fifth-year option. He was a first-round pick. Um, I was I liked the deal. I was I was fine with it. You're not getting any worse on defense by trading him. You're already bad. Um, Are you bad really with both trades? Are you bad though? I've seen I've seen the Packers manhandle a few offenses this year, and they weren't bad. The Rams, not to be excluded. You guys were in that game last week. What was it? They, they, at halftime? The defense played well as a whole last week. The the fumble, I mean, you can't put it on one play, but Right. You can't because whenever you look at the offense or the first half, you look at the missed opportunities there. Yeah, they they did not play well on offense, especially in the first half. Well, we'll go ahead and pack in the Ty Montgomery trade with this conversation then, since we're doing Packers. Um Ty Montgomery, obviously, uh, if you've been watching following sports, uh, you know that Ty Montgomery was told to kneel the ball. He decided not to. He said, I'll just take it out, try and make a play because they took me out last drive and I'm mad about it. So he decided to uh, take matters into his own hands, decided to fumble the ball and lose the game for the Packers. Immediately, two days later, traded to the Ravens for a seventh round pick. Um, basically, they would have, in Brad's word, Given them a stick of gum for Ty Montgomery, um, but in in this sense, seventh round pick. So you look at that. You look at the fact that you guys just played probably your best game of the season in a loss to a stacked, mm-hmm. stacked, stacked team who just a really good the, team. Dante Fowler got even better yeah. at the deadline yeah. as well. Exactly. So 
Ha Ha Clint Dix, okay, safety. Pro Football Metrics rated him the second best safety behind DJ Swear. Excuse me, DJ Swearinger, uh, who was also on the Redskins. So now, technically, the safety have, according to Pro Football Focus, have the two top rated safeties uh, in the league right now. Um, but you got Ty Montgomery going to the Ravens. It's going to be a very, very interesting year just because there's so many teams that we're used to seeing there. We're expecting the Vikings to be there, not so much used to seeing them there. We're expecting the Packers to be there because we do used to see them there. We've got the Bears who kind of have a vaunting defense, um, but their quarterback's a little iffy. Big question the Bears mark. Are pretty con- they're pretty consistent on defense. The offense just isn't quite there yet, but that's to be expected when you have a young quarterback. Exactly, but I think they have enough playmakers on offense. Uh, I think if they still had Alshon Jeffrey, this team would be a serious contender. But they don't have a number one guy they can rely on. Um, I believe is who's the wide receiver there? Um, um, Robinson. Have, uh, yeah, but he's been banged up. Right. Is it Allen Robinson still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah from the Jags. So yeah, he's been he's been pretty banged up. Um, if you got Taylor Gabriel, who was really the three or four guy in Atlanta last year, coming in being the slot and comes sometimes as the wide receiver too. Um, I feel like there's really still figuring out a lot in uh, Chicago, but they're definitely turning in the right direction. I think if you have a good defense and a reliable quarterback. That's that's all you need to contend in the NFL. Yeah, they got. I mean, they're they're pretty decent on offense. I mean, Jordan Howard hasn't been as good as expected, but Tariq Cohen has been better than expected. Agree. Trey Burton has been great addition. Yeah, that was uh, I mean, that was a great addition. Good. That was a steal from uh, the Eagles in the offseason. It really was. It really was. <laughs> and they're. I mean, they're close to getting it together. As they much are. as I hate to admit it, they're close. So that is, I, I would argue to say that may be the best division in football. <clears throat> um, I would say we look at AFC East, trash, AFC North, garbage. I mean, you got Steelers, Bengals, Ravens. They're all decent teams, but you don't know which team you're getting each week. Houston just improved a lot, and they've got a uh, – Game and a half lead, I think it looks like five and three, three and four. So yeah, they haven't had their bye week yet. But um, yeah, KC, Kansas City, and the Chargers really just the class of that division. Um, you got the NFC East, which is, yeah, I would say between the South because I really think the Falcons are a better team than three and four, uh, and the Buccaneers really are kind of you can throw them into another division where you don't really know what they're going to get each week. Um, I would say between the NFC North and South, they'd be the two best divisions, but I would give it to the North. I really would just because of the Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. I mean, it's it's definitely a balanced division. Very much so. It's going to be these ties. You think the tie wouldn't matter, but ties are going to matter. It's, it's definitely going to matter. For sure. So very interesting look. So we'll go over the, the standings here in the NFL over division by division. Obviously, you got the Patriots. Dolphins started off hot, but they've come down back down to earth four and four. Uh, Jets three and five. Bills two and six. Surprised the Bills have two wins, honestly. Points differential of negative 113, but they have two wins. Um, we have the Jets. The Jets' point differential is minus eight, and they're three and five. So that's not a bad point differential, but. You've lost some close games. That's what that tells me. So you got the Steelers at four and two, Bengals five five and three. I'm sorry, Steelers are four two and one, Bengals are five and three. Um, but the Steelers, I guess, ahead of them in the division because they're adding the loss column. Yeah, they uh, have got the losses. Yeah, and then the uh, Ravens there at four and four. Browns two five and one. Browns are not doing anything this year. No one wanted them to. No one expected them to. They're doing what we wanted to see. The Browns are doing what they want. What we wanted to see. 
I want to see you be competitive and I want you to, to see you actually pull a few of them out. I want to see you win six games. If you can get to six games as the Browns, you had a very good season, in my opinion. Because you you don't have a winning mentality. Uh, it's it's it, That's not what you think when you think Browns is winning. You want to go and you want to go out and you want to grind, you want to compete, and you want to make a brotherhood in that locker room for the next season. Come out with a second-year quarterback. Come out with all your guys in place. Not have three guys you might play at running back. Not have eight guys you might play at wide receiver. Let's narrow this shit down and let's take it down to we have our guys. We know who we want and we know we have them. So we're going to go out and we're going to play our brand of football. Right now, they're still in audition mode. The Browns are still throwing guys out there. They're getting a little bit closer. And I, you can see that because they're There's competing. progress. You can finally see progress. Exactly. And that's why you as a Browns fan, if you're impatient, you're an idiot. You should not ever be impatient as a Browns fan. You should be grateful for every yard they gain. And to me, we're not seeing the Browns contend for a playoff spot for two years. Give me next season. I think they're closer to 500. The following season, let me get a wild card out. The Browns are, are right now are where the Cubs were a few years ago. They're two years away from being two years away. I would 100% agree. That's a great analogy right there. You look at the Cubs. They had talent. They had very young talent, and they had a lot of guys and only nine or eight position spots to fill. You're exactly right. We threw a bunch of guys in. We figured out who worked, and we won a title two years later. Because and there's talent there. The Browns can draft now. They've they pit, they got Ward out of Ohio State when I thought they should have got Chubb. Everyone, two I mean, uh, great defensive ends. Yeah, but they didn't listen. They went with Ward, and Ward is playing great. Yeah, what do you have? Three pick, two or three picks the first week. Something like that, yeah. He's going to compete for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's a great. You know, I I criticize it when it happened, but that's because that's a typical Browns pick. They've picked cornerbacks in the past, and they haven't worked out. I don't know if you want to call it luck now or if what you want to call it, but I mean, honestly, with the Browns, you gotta you gotta just look for the little things that you see improve year to year. Uh. We'll go ahead and talk a little bit, a little bit about Hugh Jackson. Um, what do you think about his firing? Do you think it's the right move in this state of the Browns, or do you not? I mean, the dude's won three games in like two and a half years. I, I don't. What do you say about that? Other than that, that then it doesn't I, get any worse than that. I do have something to say about that, actually. Um, I, and this is going to sound weird because my opinion is they made the right move getting rid of Hugh. But if you look at teams that struggle, okay, you look at them and you look at teams that struggle on a regular basis, uh, you, they're going coach to coach to coach. They're going quarterback, 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 whatever sport it may be. You don't see a lot of guys get a lot of time to really implement their systems. So you look at a, a thing like Dana Holgerson coming into WVU after uh, uh, Bill Stewart was taken out. Everybody's giving Holgerson crap about his first couple of years. Well, the excuse for every college football coach is, these aren't my kids. I didn't recruit these kids. These aren't mine. Let me get my kids in here, and things are going to change. Why is that logic different for the NFL? Okay, sure, you get a roster. There's a lot of roster change year to year. People don't realize it, but the top 15, 20 people don't change. The rest of them, okay, let's, let's say top 20, 25 people don't change. The rest of them are interchangeable, realistically. Yeah, NFL coaches get a shorter leash because the roster turnover is so much greater and you can do it instantly. Right. Like you John can. Gruden is doing. <laughs> and you can, but when you're the Browns, I feel like that puts a rain cloud over your head. No one wants to come there because it's associated with failure. It's associated with moving from town to town. Nobody wants you. You're a failure. I mean, unless you go way back, way back in the day. So to me, 
you give Hugh Jackson a few years, he finally got it together. Whether they got the right GM at the right time, matched with him, I don't know what it was. But I'm not I'm not mad at Hugh Jackson. Okay, he went into a win uh, a situation with no no way to go out with a win. He walked into the valley of the shadow of death, is what he did. Exactly, and someone had to do it, and he has them pointing upward rather than being a dumpster fire. I would not call the Browns dumpster fire right now. I would call no, the Bills that. There's worse there's worse teams. Nathan, Nathan, Bills just named Nathan Peterman their starter today. I'm done with the Bills. They're, they're done. <laughs> that, that he should not still start, have a jersey. He wouldn't even start at half the Power 5 schools. That's 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 not even a joke. Like I want to laugh it's at that, not. but that's not a joke. That's a fact. And I'm, but, I'm sorry to Nathan Peterman's mother, um, but but it's a fact. To so. to like wrap up the Hugh Jackson point, really, what it tells me is because they fired him and Todd Haley, but kept Greg Williams, tells me that they didn't like the development with Baker to this point. And you heard that first thing come up. Baker said, "I'm I probably won't miss him." Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. So when you hear that, you hear that's why they did it. No reason other than that, right there. Because what's really going to be interesting is if if they can talk Lincoln Riley into coming to Cleveland. He's already said he wants to stay at Oklahoma. I say they. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. But but it's got to be enticing. I want to give you a real hot take. Bob Stoops. You think so? That's a really hot take. Come in, come in. I, I just thought of it, honestly. I just that's thought a little it. out there, but it's a little out there. But that just that was my next thought. They say, Hey, you want to come up? Or they talk to the current coach. Hey, you want to come over? Blah, blah blah. Lincoln Riley says, Nope, I'm good. Dang. Oh, we really wish we had somebody that knew knew uh knew Baker. Wait, Bob Stoops knows Baker. Bob Stoops knows Oklahoma offense. Wait, this might be gold mined. You know, you might, you never, you never know. I think uh, it probably will not happen, but I would like to see it. I'm sure those odds are incredible. <laughs> I'll put a dollar on it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so we'll go through the. Uh, Standings here. We got the Patriots six and two. Dolphins. Patriots are going to win that division. That's not. That's not a joke. Did anyone ever think they weren't? No. Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns. So we got the Steelers at four, two, and one. Bengals at five and three. Uh, Ravens four and four, and Browns are at two, five, and one. Um, I think you know it's wide open. Bengals are playing good football. Uh, Tyler Boyd is uh, coming You're in on. prime position to lose in the first round again. As soon as I mean, here, Brad, you you know as well as I do. We know what happens when when Andy Dalton sees lights come on in the stadium. Oh, everyone knows. There's certain things in sports where you're just like, this happens, this happens. It's reactive, cause and effect. If the lights come on the stadium, Andy Dalton turns into a 14-year-old girl throwing the football. He can't do it. So until I see that change, that will be my perception on how the NFL goes. It's just like a TV show. You can predict it. Next division, AFC South, Houston Texans at 5-3, and three, commanding the division. The Jaguars sucking at 3-5. and five. Man, I didn't, know, I didn't even know they were three and five. Like I knew they were. I didn't. Struggling. I didn't. Know I didn't three expect that this year. I five really didn't. three to three and five. Blake Bortles has just Blake, just completely crapped out all of his. Why he has proved why there? How many did Chris Sims do? Like sixty nine or seventy quarterbacks ahead of him. Oh, easily. He's, he's proving why he was right. That's uh, that's what Blake Bortles is doing. He took all the confidence that he could have gained last year and just threw it in the trash can. Uh, literally, even whenever I watched that New England he, game, I watched the game against New England whenever he kind of 
shredded up New England, and I'm using air quotes. All those passes were five-yard throws. I mean, dude, there's so many quarterbacks, Alex Smith included, a couple other people included. They're just dumping the ball off and letting their playmakers run. Um, Pat Mahomes has a lot of the best playmakers in, in the league on his team. And, and Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry, but don't tell me that if you put Nathan Peterman on the Chiefs, he wouldn't have similar success to Mahomes. Mahomes is a good quarterback. He throws accurately, but you're, th- you're putting a guy in where Alex Smith last year, Alex Smith is the epitome of a game manager. And he put him in there, and he looked explosive. It's Andy Reid, man. It's well, I don't think it is. I think it's the amount of weapons they have. I mean, I, Andy Reid has an effect. I agree with that. He does because he has the creative mind on offense. He but made McNabb a top five quarterback. You don't like McNabb? I do like McNabb. You don't think he was? You don't think he would have been without Andy Reid? No, I don't think he would have been as good. I think he would have been. Well, and he, he also had Terrell Owens. He also had Terrell for a brief yeah. time. Yeah, so you had to include that. He didn't but, have him uh, the entire time, but he had him for a brief time. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I like my homes a lot. I liked him at Texas Tech. I just don't know that we're gonna see. We've had, we've seen guys coming. Deshaun Watson had a great year last year. Had a Mahomes esque year last year. Now he is he struggled his first couple of games. We'll wait until we see uh, teams get film on them. That is my number one pass test. You can be a good rookie. Wait, tell me you're a good 30-year player and a good rookie, and then I'll respect it. Yeah, then yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, Deshaun Watson also started off slow too, coming back from that ACL, which is common unless you're Adrian Peterson, right? And. The Texans are getting better. You can see it. They're getting better. They they added a weapon. So you think it's more of a get back into the flow thing more than it is a Deshaun Watson sophomore slump that deal? Yeah, that's kind of that's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can see that. It's very possible. Um, with especially with him not being able to practice in the offseason. Exactly. He's spent an entire offseason getting to where he can run around without falling down. So, and I and I've heard he's taking too many hits now. He honestly he he's putting himself out there too much from what I've read uh from the coaching staff. Yeah, but they're not a, they're not a big fan of him scooting around a lot. And he's which, not as big. And that's when you look at a guy like Cam, and that's honestly my my biggest example is Cam, even though he went to the Super Bowl in, what, his third year? Third? Fourth year, maybe? I think it was his, the third year he went. That I think they it won. was, yeah, his third. When we went to the Super Bowl, and not so much they didn't have film on him because this is his third year, but once you understand the, the Panthers' offense, you can slow it down. Uh, and then we have to bring in guys because it's so one-dimensional. It's either Cam's getting the ball out of his hands quick, he's throwing the bomb, or they're handing the ball off where he's running. There's four plays that we really had. Uh, and three of them were pretty close to the line of scrimmage. So whenever you look at guys that come out explosive and they're really good, I mean, people are paid. Their only job is to stop this guy. Figure out a way so I can slow him down. And, you know, whenever you look at guys like Mahomes, it's great. It really is. But he played in the Big 12, escalated stats. Everybody knows it. And he's playing with an offensive coach. So wait until we get a uh, year on this Kansas City offense's film. Hopefully, honestly, I'm kind of rooting for them, if the Panthers don't, to win a Super Bowl this year. I want to see I would love the Chiefs to see in the Chiefs it. get there. I want to see – them just go ahead and cash in real quick, but I think it might be the Rams year. So, but yeah, I, I really like the I really like the Chiefs, but it's I can agree with that. If he does it again next year, then I would feel a lot more comfortable saying he's one of the better QBs in the league. And you know, it's kind of weird because whenever you look at it, and we'll start to wrap it up, but 
uh, whenever you look at the generation of quarterbacks we're about to lose, you realize the amount of jobs that are about to be open in three years? You got oh, yeah. Chargers, you got Saints, you got Steelers, you've got Patriots. Giants job be open next year. Giants, you got Ravens. I would say Flacco is pretty near done. Of course, they have a successor, hopefully, in place uh, in Lamar Jackson. But you've got the, all these guys that have been in the league for years. And we're talking about years. Matt Ryan has been in the league for years. He'll probably be here for six or seven more. So we're not talking really about him. But for the most part, you've got six or seven teams that are perennial contenders. Aaron Rodgers is 35. Yeah. Let's see. It, when him and Danica Patrick decide to hang it up together, I think Danica is going to shorten his career because she ruins everything. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I think we're going to see a new coming into the league, and we need these guys. We can't, I don't want to be in a league where there's no good quarterback. Yeah, I really want to. That's why I'm really rooting for Mahomes, too. I want to see another elite QB. Root for Mahomes, rooting for. Um, Deshaun Watson, all these. I want to see, when, I want to when, see the I, Andrew Luck I saw in like 2012, 2013. Exactly. I used to root for Carson Wentz until I met Ben Allen, and then I just ruined couldn't. everything, man. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So it's pretty crazy week in uh, in the NFL so far. Uh, let's go ahead while we wrap this up. We'll go ahead and take a look at the. Uh, next week's schedule, we've got a terrible game. So go ahead and don't Most worry about game of the week. <laughs> don't worry about watching tomorrow night. We got Oakland, San Francisco, uh, battle for the first pick in the draft next year. And going on to the one o'clock slate on Sunday, so we have a Big Twelve matchup between Kansas City and Cleveland. Um, Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, respectively, out of Texas Tech and Oklahoma, matching up there at one o'clock in Cleveland. Uh, you can get tickets as low as $23, fun fact, in Cleveland. So that's probably a record high. Shout out LeBron, $23. Um, next up, we got Detroit at Minnesota, which is a big divisional matchup, uh, there in the NFC North. Big game for. Brad's division. You got Atlanta at Washington. Washington five and two. Atlanta at three and five or two and five, something like that. Um, so Atlanta looking to take a big win. Redskins play very well at home, uh, so that'll be interesting to watch. Tampa Bay travels to Charlotte's play my Panthers, where they will get demolished. Uh, Pittsburgh at the Ravens, which is always a three to two game. Um, Houston plays at Denver, which is a interesting game in my opinion. I think that's going to be a very good game at Denver and Mile High. Uh, Deshaun Watson going there. Thomas plays against his wow, yeah, that's 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 interesting right there. At and it's at Denver. You know how the fans love Demarius there. They loved them. That's an interesting thing. I'm going to be excited to watch that. There's only three four o'clock games this week, so you got Houston, they're, and they're all three really good games. Yeah, so I'm excited for that four o'clock. Yeah, Houston at Denver lost uh, the Chargers at the Seahawks, which is going to be a very good game at CenturyLink Field in Seattle, uh, and then you got the Rams at the Saints. So give me give me three pick them real quick. And we'll even add the Sunday night four pick them. Give me the Sunday night game. We got Green Bay at New England. That's how we'll end it. We'll go pick these last four games, and we'll go Super Bowl Super Bowl pickup, and then we'll uh, we'll end it here. So we got Houston at Denver, uh, Chargers, Seahawks, Rams, Saints in the Super Superdome, and then Packers in Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, New England. For uh, to play the Patriots, give me your four winners. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Houston. Denver's offense is still putrid. Houston's defense is still good. I will take Denver's offense without Demarius Thomas might be Emmanuel Sanders, and that's it. Uh, that's that's what it is. Shout out um, Philip Philip Lindsay for 
18 carries, 14 yards. Unless, I mean, I don't, unless Denver finds some newfound offense, I don't see, I don't see them winning this game. Okay. Okay. Los Angeles Chargers at the Seattle Seahawks. I, I think I just got to pick Seattle because it's at home. The Chargers, I mean, they're five and two, but they haven't really beat anybody. I don't think they've just beat a bunch of average teams. Okay. Let me check on that for you. We got Titans, Browns, Raiders, 49ers, Rams, loss, Bills win, Chiefs loss. So, yeah, two contenders that they've played. They've lost both games, one by third or one by 12, one by 10. Yeah, I they're just, yeah, I mean, they're playing someone good on the road and they haven't beat anybody really good yet. So, that's why I have to give this one to Seattle. I think they're going to win this. Okay. Seattle. So you got Houston, Seattle. We got uh, the Rams at the Saints. This one's tough. It is a very tough game. This one's tough. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Saints. I think the Rams are going to get their first loss. Why? I just think Drew Brees at home is is – the splits are there. He's much, much better at home. The Rams as a whole are better at home. Um, the Rams, I mean, they were so close to losing last week. I think Aaron Rodgers exploited them enough to where teams are now going to be like, this is how we can get to them. Yeah. And Drew Brees is the QB that's good enough to do it too. No, I would agree with that. And I mean, I don't I'm gonna, I think either one of them. That's going to be a tough, tough uh, four o'clock slate. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Drew Brees gets it done. I think if the game was in LA, I think I'd pick the Rams. But since they're in the Superdome, I'm going to take Drew Brees in this one. Okay. And then you got your Packers at New England. I I just see the the Patriots are going to win this game. I think the the Packers will keep it close because Aaron Rodgers always plays great in prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, just the Packers defense, if they play like they did last week, they could screw around and win this game. Um, I just I just don't. I mean, in Gillette Stadium, I know last time they played the Patriots in Gillette Stadium, they won. I believe that was. I mean, that was several years ago. But that was a whole different team ago. Yeah, you don't see Packers Patriots often. No, it doesn't season. happen very often. It's very, very rare. So I'll be definitely tuning into that game. I'm going to go clean sweep road teams. I'm going Houston, Chargers, Rams, Packers. I think Houston, obviously, same thing you said. Denver's been a struggling team. That's not really. I mean, it's a good matchup because Houston struggled early in the season. They've had a good couple weeks the last two weeks. Um, so I think it'll be a closer game uh, than the experts yeah. think, Houston's but hot. I think Houston will win it, or they may come out and blow the crap out of them. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know how. how I, can, I, yeah. I just think Houston wins. So what you saying? What were you about to say? Yeah, I mean, really, there's a number of outcomes I could see out of that game. Yeah, agreed. Because in Denver, it all just changes. It does. So. Uh, second game, Chargers, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks had a good couple weeks, but they played not great teams. I mean, they played the, the Lions last week who have had good weeks. They've had bad weeks on defense, particularly, I think, Los Angeles. And I think the key to that game uh, is going to be Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa. They're both questionable for the game. So that may change. If those two don't play, I really kind of do like um, the Seahawks to win it. But I think if either one of them plays, I think it's enough to – and I just really like Phillip Rivers right now. I think he's just, he, he sees the opportunity. And for the Phillip first Rivers time in years – underrated. And you know what? The fir- if you look at the last few years, the Chargers have started off terribly. Yeah, they, they have. Just have bad, they have bad first five, seven games of the year, and they just start off bad, and then they, they just – they can't come back. It's tough. It really is because at whenever the beginning of the season, you got a guy, a bunch of guys fighting for jobs. Middle of the season, guys have jobs. Now they're grinding it out. They're trying to win games. 
middle of the season, now is when it's hard to win games. I think it's harder now than it is at the beginning of the year, simply because guys then are, I mean, yeah, they're playing hard, but you don't know if they're the starters, if they're the second stringers, if they're the cut. You don't know. People are still, some teams are still trying to, you know, find out their, their rosters. So I think now is a tougher time to win games. Um, so if you start off bad and you go into this stretch in a bad situation, you're, you're just fighting an uphill battle. So I think the Chargers have started off, oh, I think they ride that wave. I think they go into Seattle and they take care of business. I think it's a close game, uh, but I think Chargers win. I think Melvin Gordon has a huge game. Um, I think the Rams go into New Orleans. Rams take care of business. Dante Fowler comes in. Uh, just makes that defense more dangerous. And I think they shut down the run game. They shut down the run game in New Orleans, and they win that game. I think they win by two touchdowns against New Orleans. I hope, anyways, because I need the Panthers to tie New Orleans for the division lead. (laughs) Last game, I'm just going – New England's looked iffy. They looked they started slow against the Bills. New England does look look beatable this year. Yes. They look very iffy and Green Bay is coming off. I think Green Bay just won the trade deadline, if you ask me. I think they got rid of Ha Clinton Dix. It was a contract that they were gonna need to resign. They didn't feel comfortable resigning. Granted, I think Ha is a very good player. Um I'm more thinking as far as them as a locker room. Banding together after T.Y. Hilton leaving. If he needs to be deemed the villain, so be it. I think they need to band together as brothers this week. Realize, hey, this is us. The trade deadline's gone. We've got rid of the guys that are going. It's us now. Us against the world. I think they're going to come out at New England in Foxborough. I think Aaron Rodgers is locked in. And I think Randall Cobb has a huge game. I think Randall Cobb has eight-plus receptions for a touchdown or more. Uh, and I think they come out and they beat New England, uh, especially if Sonny Michelle misses the game. This is usually the time of year where the Packers start getting hot and winning games. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I really don't know if, they, if, it start, if it's this week, but going forward, look for the Packers to start getting hot. They have to because their whole division is looking solid. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in that division, really, the worst to first gap is only, I think, two and a half games. It's anybody's. Agreed. Agreed. It is. It's anyone's It's anyone's division. So, uh, anything, health health is going to play huge. Create separation, that could really be huge. Yeah, health is going to play a big factor in that as well. Uh, so who is your Super Bowl prediction? Um, as of Halloween day, I will take the saints out of the NFC and I will take the Patriots in the AFC. Okay. Saints, Patriots, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, one good one for the ages. And they both retire after the season. That'd be a heck of a storyline. Yeah. I think the loser doesn't, but the winner does. Yeah, I could see that. If Drew Brees wins, I could see him leaving. Just be like, yep. I, I could definitely see it that way. I couldn't really see Tom Brady winning I don't, and leaving. Yeah, the other way around, I don't really see it so much. Agreed. I feel yeah. like they're going to have to carry Tom Brady's dead body off of the field, and that's how he quits. I'm respecting Tom Brady more and more by the years go by. As the years go by, I should say. I mean, uh, I'm respecting him more and more just because I think I'm just becoming older and realizing that he's just an adult that's just rich and famous. I don't think he's a, as big of a douchebag as all the Boston fans actually are. So, but I could be wrong. You never know. But yeah, I've, I don't know. I've never met the guy. I have a few times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my Super Bowl is a strictly L.A. Super Bowl. We're going Chargers-Rams. Okay. We're going Chargers Rams. We're sticking in LA, and all the LA fans are going to have to travel to wherever the Super Bowl is this year. I forget where. They'll say if that happens, you think they'll move it to the Coliseum? (laughs) They should. They may as well. (laughs) Shoot, I'm not even sure where it's at this year. I got to look. Let's see. We can do a quick Google search. Where is the Super? Yeah, it should be one of the top Google searches. Oh, yeah, it's in Atlanta, right? 
Minneapolis. Is that that was last year, wasn't it? Minnesota was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Minnesota was last year, and it should be in Atlanta this year. Oh yeah, I think you actually are correct. Twenty, it'd be twenty nineteen, right? Yeah. Mercedes Benz. Yep, it's in Atlanta. So well, at least you know the Falcons will be partaking. Maybe. Maybe they're going to pull the comeback for the regular season like they got came back on in the postseason. Who knows? But anyways, that's been our show for this evening. Uh, it was a little choppy. It wasn't very planned, um, but we did talk some sports. I'm glad we got back in it, and hopefully Brad can join me again uh, in the future along with some of maybe some of our previous guests. Um, but once again, my name is Lane Lemon. Uh, This was my co-host for the evening, Brad Lowers, giving his expert opinion on NFL information. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Subscribe at hyphen podcast group at a bunch of different places. Any place you can subscribe for podcasts. Kellen usually does that part. Uh, He can maybe add some in the in the bio or the link or whatever it might be. Anything else from you, Brad? Uh lots of good football ahead. It's gonna be it's gonna continue to be a great season. It's been a lot of good football so far. It has. It really has. Uh it's creating college football has been a bit of a disappointment for me, but if we can beat Texas, I'll feel a little more optimistic as far as West Virginia University goes. Because um, I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this podcast are from far, far away, not local at all. <laughs> We've got a large broadcasting audience, Brad. All right. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think it's been a very good season. I think um, the NFL is shaping up to be a very good playoff race. Uh, as far as the college football goes, I think we pretty much know who's already going to be in the Island is going to win the national title. Um, I'm willing to bet my house on it. If anyone's interested, give me a call. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's about all I have. There's nothing else from you. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Brad. Yeah, it was fun. All right. You guys have a good week, and we'll talk to you later.